0: Welcome, everyone. This is Russ Gauzel, Chronicles of the End Times. So glad to be with you today, and we have much to talk about. This is a brand new series that I'll be sharing—the rise of the counterfeit church. When we talk about Bible prophecy, many things come to mind, but maybe one of the things that doesn't come to mind right away is the rise of the false church. In Revelation, we see the woman riding the beast, and we know that the woman is described as Babylon. And we've talked about how this woman represents the false church that marries itself to the Antichrist in a kind of mocking fashion as the true church is the bride of Christ. But sometimes we look at that and we say, well, you know, that's way off in the distant future, and who knows how many years ahead that is. It is very important for us to be aware of our present time and not think of Bible prophecy and the things that are written in the book of Revelation as something in the far and distant future. These are changing times. The rise of the counterfeit church is all around us and we need to be aware. Jesus warned us many times through the Gospels. He said to enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it, but small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life, and only few find it. You know, sometimes when I read that, it's disturbing, right? You say, well, come on, Lord, you know, you want everybody to be saved, and he does. He desires that none should be lost, but his desire is thwarted by human desire. He's given us that privilege to choose. In any relationship, love is a two-way street. You can't just love somebody and love them so hard that they're going to love you back. It doesn't work that way. Relationships are two-way streets where people love on each other and sacrifice for each other. That is a true relationship. So, although the Lord... God Almighty desires that none should be lost. Still, we know from the Scriptures that many will be lost. It's a hard thing to digest. It doesn't stop us from being a witness for Christ. It doesn't stop us from sharing the love of God and sharing the Word of God. There's a Scripture in Matthew chapter 7, verse 21. It's hard to uh, fathom or understand. Let's read it. Jesus says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons to perform many miracles? Then I will say plainly to them, I never knew you away from me, you evildoers, or as some uh, translations put, away from me, you lawless ones. I always stumble on this myself, say, wow, you know, how could that be? How could that possibly be? But as time goes on, I look around me and look at life itself, and I begin to understand that obedience is better than sacrifice, That's what the Word says. And sometimes you get into conversations with people that want to talk about grace. And we all know we need grace. Without grace, we would all be lost. But what is grace, really? Grace is unmerited favor, something we've never earned, we can't earn. And it's given to us. It's a gift. It's a gift from the Father that comes through the Son and the cross of Jesus Christ. If you come to the cross and you confess your sins. In my Son's name, I will accept you as my child, forgiven, God covering us by the blood of Jesus Christ. That's the grace of God. The grace of God is not a license to do whatever we want once we come to Him, because we can't just throw out the laws of God. The laws of God are fulfilled through Jesus Christ. And then He said, those who follow me, my laws are written on their hearts. So the laws of God aren't done away with, but they're fulfilled through Jesus Christ. Although they are not on tablets of stone, they are written upon our hearts. So the laws are still there. It's just that they're written on our hearts now, and we almost unconsciously obey them because of that, because of the relationship we have with Jesus. And because His laws are written on our hearts, we want to follow them. It doesn't mean we don't fall and make mistakes, but our desire is to follow them. It's no longer a burden. We've fallen in love with Jesus Christ. We have this relationship with Him. So His laws are pleasing to us, as David said. His laws are life. They're not a burden. The scripture is clear that obedience is better than sacrifice. The grace of God is a wonderful, amazing thing. Without it, we would be lost for sure. But yet, God requires us to be obedient. And I believe that that scripture we just read, didn't I do this? Didn't I cast out demons? Didn't I prophesy in your name? And Jesus said, I never knew you. Be gone from me, you lawless ones. In the church today, we have a split going on. And it has nothing to do with denominations. It has nothing to do with church fellowships, what their names are, who they belong to, what country they live in. Because just like true Christianity, true Christianity is all based upon our walk with God, which doesn't have anything to do with our denominations or what country we're from or what our fellowships are called. It has to do with, as an individual, our walk with God. In the same way, the counterfeit church can be found anywhere. It stems from a disregard for the authority of God's Word. And we're going to get into that more in the next episode. And I hope that you understand this is a positive thing. This is something we need to be aware of. Christ and all that he taught us and all that the apostles have written and all the letters that they've handed down to us. Jesus said that we must beware of the ravenous wolves that are among us that seek to destroy the works of God. As Solomon said, there is nothing new under the sun. As it was in the early church, it is today. Just as Jesus had foretold, unscrupulous teachers pounced on the teachings of Paul and other apostles and twisted their meaning. For certain men have crept in unnoticed, who long ago were marked out for this condemnation. Ungodly men who turn the grace of God into lewdness, shameful behavior, deny the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. That's Jude 1.4. To them, grace excused sin, the breaking of God's law, by allowing them to discard scriptural teachings they didn't like. They twisted Paul's explanation that we cannot earn salvation with our own works into an excuse for making no effort to obey God. Peter pinpointed their real problem. He says, they despise authority. They are presumptuous, self-willed. They are not afraid to speak evil of dignitaries. That was 2 Peter 2.10. So, it is the teachers, these teachers of unrighteousness that we have to be careful of. Why would people follow them? Why would people that call themselves Christians follow them? The answer to that is easy. We can all understand it. The flesh Is what the enemy appeals to. Satan, the enemy of the church, is always looking for ways to destroy and to steal and to kill. That's what the Bible says. And the easiest way to do that is to come in with a new doctrine and it appeals to the flesh. Unless we're walking with God and we're reading the Word of God, we're just low fruit for easy picking. And we have to understand that though we don't walk around condemning other people, We must live by the Word of God, and that light will draw others to Christ. This is Russ for Chronicles of the End Times. Keep looking up. The King is coming.